Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey guys, welcome back to the NBA show. It's episode 15 and tonight I have Riley, Hannah and Shelly. I've got a couple more ladies with me who are all doing peace signs and not actually saying anything. Sorry. And Hello. you can't hear them. <laughs> um, let's just go straight into the warm up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why you not understand? Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, I want to talk to everyone tonight about how their own basketball careers are going at the moment. Um, Riley, I will start with you. So you are playing at Knox Raiders in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us more about where you're at, where your season's at, all that kind of stuff. Um, So we've had a few rough weeks. So we started actually the season off zero and five, and then we went on like a nine and ten, so like nine and one like streak so we won nine lost one in the next like 10 games and then we've gone on a bit of like a four game losing streak but we probably won't make finals um but it I think now that the pressure's off us we can just play our own basketball for the next three or four weeks yeah. now you're big v aren't you yes yeah yep. yeah big v they're just youth champ um yeah so the pressure's off us we can now just play our basketball and try different things and see how we go we're playing some really hard teams, so it'll be really interesting to see how we can just play and have that pressure off. We have nothing to lose, so it'll be an interesting. <laughs> um, and then we've got over with you, Hannah, playing NBL One, I believe. Yeah, yep, for Maitland. Um, how are you guys doing at the moment? Oh, I mean, we've had some troubles at the moment. We're nine and three. Um, we should have won games that we've lost. Um, we sometimes just get into a lapse where we get on and not think about what we're doing sort of thing, which makes the other team obviously come back. But um, we've had a lot of injuries and people out. So we haven't actually had a consistent team that's able to show up every week and play. So we've had to bring up some of the younger girls from actually the youth league and our development players have had to step up uh, and play actually some big minutes, which is um, good for them. But, um, yeah, it's been tough with having our some of our main players out for a couple of games in a row, which has hurt us the most. But, yeah, like um, Riley, we probably won't make finals or anything like that, but it's been a good development year, especially for the young girls to step up and see what the competition's like. And, you know, obviously it's more physical and everything like that. So, yeah, they've enjoyed it. So, yeah, just about development this year for us. Well, that sounds good. Well, then we've got now you, Shelley. You're all completely different, playing for Australia. Um, what else are you doing? I feel like you're always somewhere. So where have you just come from in the last week? <laughs> all right. Well, we've actually got our um, WNBL, that our Women's Wheelchair Basketball National League, going on at the moment. So last weekend, so it's a bit different to how you ladies play it. We obviously, because we only have, say, four or five teams, um, we have like weekends and we do like a round robin. So we'll play like four games, um, like play everyone once in those three days. 
Um, so last weekend was the first round of our national league. Um, I play for Queensland. Um, just like maybe what you were just saying, Hannah, I play in a very, very young team, a very new developing team. Um, last week we were zero and four, um, which was to be expected, but I was really proud of all the girls. We did really well. Everyone got on court. Everyone got a touch. I think everyone scored, which is like, you know, it's really, really cool. I've even got girls on my team that are like 15, 16. Um, now if we jump over to the other news, um, our Australian team at the moment, we just qualified for world championships that are in Dubai. (laughs) Yeah. So they're in Dubai at the end of the year in November, which will still be ridiculously hot. So just with the girls at the moment, just training, going down to training camps, we've got another upcoming training camp uh, in July and August. Japan are going to be coming out, touring in September. So we're really just focusing on getting the team right and still going through selection. So fingers crossed I'm part of that crew that takes a plane over Dubai in November. Yes, this is what we want to see. This is exciting. I mean, me personally, as we all know, I don't actually play basketball. I just attend all the games. Um, So, yeah, I went and checked out this weekend – Woodville Warriors and Central Districts for NBL One Central. Um, Woodville top of the ladder, and yeah, they definitely thrashed Cent- Central Districts for team. But that's pretty much how my life of basketball's been at the moment. Um, yeah, so let's just go into it now with Oval. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? MVP Shaquille O'Neal. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Bird. Magic. Red hot here. An incredible shot by LeBron James. Jordan with two seconds to go. Puts it up. It's good at the buzzer. My mentality was to go out and win at any cost. He said, I'm going to show you. Nobody will ever work as hard as I work. Funny enough, for all ball, we're talking about Lamelo Ball, and we're all like pretty familiar with him. Um, obviously, like one of the biggest things he did was choose to come to Australia over college and played for the Illawarra Hawks. So I actually didn't even get a chance to see him play because when he was coming to Adelaide, that's when he was injured. So I never actually got to physically see him play. I don't, did any of you girls actually get to see him? No, no, I didn't. Oh. I wasn't in None of us. Oh, that's so sad. All right. Well, uh, one thing I do know you watch, Shelly, is reality TV. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so talk to me about the Mellow Ball and that side of things. <laughs> Look, I loved I love Mellow Ball. He was probably my favourite of the three Ball brothers. I'm not going to include Papa Ball in there because he's – anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, just watched him basically grow up um, on his reality TV show. Got to know the whole family pretty well. Um, got to know their mum pretty well um, through the TV as well. She, um, I think she had a bit of a stroke as well. And I know that she is actually Lamella's biggest rock in his whole life. His, his whole life is for his mum, based around his mum. I think all three boys are very, 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 very close with their parents, obviously, and the mum. But, look, the kids started really young, obviously, with the brothers. They went over to, like, you know, your father is what he is. They couldn't control him. They just had to fall back and just do whatever dad said. So, you know, it wasn't, you know, didn't let them go into college. They didn't go to college, went over to Europe, Went into a Div 2 team in, like, 
minus 20 degrees Lithuania. I like was absolute terrible conditions. I remember watching the show like and just thinking, oh God. But in the in saying that, they were playing him and Lamello and Jello. Jello. Yep. It was Jello and him went over there. They were boys. They were kids. Again, the European basketball, they were playing with men. It was Division Two. There was men in there, 30 years old, 20s, teens. Again, set them up in my head, set them up for that physical, well, Jello maybe not, but set Mello up, I guess, for that enter into an NBA, like, physicality. Um, and he's shown it because, like, he is a small boy. He is a small kid. Yeah. But he holds himself. He does. He really holds himself. And one thing I just am in awe of is the court vision that he has. And he can just be at like one baseline and just, he can just see out of his peripheral vision, a teammate going, just going for a long layup and just these no look passes he does and just flops them like just, it's it's insane. It's incredible. Like that he's got skills. Um, I, I like him. I obviously, yeah, I love the reality side behind it all. You know, I hated it at the time, the BBB brands, but I jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I could admit, like, I've become a bit more of a fan of his, like, once I could see what he was doing. Um, and I do, like, he has done really well in his, like, last two seasons. But I'm going to ask you, Riley, mm-hmm. like, with that, do you think, like, he was a third overall draft pick. How do you think he's gone since he's done these two seasons now? Do you think he was he's worth the hype that his family and everyone kind of creates for him and everything around that? Yeah, I think he definitely has. I think we also have to point out that he really set a pathway that Australian basketball was a route to NBA. There was no one that really had done it as big as him until he did it. And then obviously next season, Josh Giddy came through and was a top five draft pick as well. So he really set that pathway that you can be a lottery pick coming from NBL and you can be you can be big. Andrew Bogut did do it, but I don't remember if you went through college or NBL. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, I think he's definitely I think he's definitely proven himself. You can tell he has fun when he plays. Yeah, I think he's exciting to watch and it'll be interesting to see what Charlotte do with him. He obviously can't do it by himself. He needs some help. Um, I don't really know maybe where they get that help. Um, they need a center ASAP. They're center deprived, but yeah, they've been pretty good. And I think he's he's the face of that team, definitely is what I'd say. And he's exciting to watch. So yeah, Hannah, I'm going to ask you because you're currently playing NBL one, and if you're in a similar position, would you, um, if you were playing like urban America, would you choose college or NBL if you had the choice as well? Well, I'd probably um, do NBL just because, you know, you are versing people that are physically and a lot obviously older than you. So you do get that from day one. Um, Getting like exposure to the different environments too and working with players of various nationalities that you get um, when you do play a professional sport would have given, you know, Lamelo and Josh Gideon, obviously Dyson Daniels that just went number eight. Um, the different perspective on how they all see the game and how they could get tips and stuff off each other. But, yeah, going overseas and all that type of stuff, I think it is good. But I do think having the professional route before going into the NBA or another professional league is is a good idea. Yeah, I think 
in the last since our last two 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 years where we've had kids coming straight out of NBL that have been drafted, which is definitely so much better for basketball in Australia. Um, and actually, I was going to say too, like with what you were talking about before, Shelley, how they like showed him going to Lithuania and things like that. I think things like that are really good for other basketball players to see. Um, I don't think we get enough. Like you, you'll speak to. It's only if you really know the other people that you know and you kind of play with that when you find out what Europe's like. But they don't really show a lot of what it's like for half of these guys that go into like a town in the middle of nowhere around people that don't speak English and they just got to fit into a team and then play against people that are like bigger than them, stronger than them, and kind of learn. But like I know you, Shelley, because you've played in Europe, so you'd have probably more you'd relate to it more than anyone else. But yeah, I think that's probably been the best side of them having like their own reality show as well. Cause I don't think a lot of people really understand like how hard it can be over there. Like even for people like them. Oh, especially when they found themselves in a div two or div three, what was it even div four? I don't know. But yeah, in, in like no, in this no town in Lithuania where it's like minus 50 degrees, it is horrid conditions. Even like the, like the training stadiums is not what they're going to be used. Like not what, anything in the nba is it's hard conditions different it's not hard conditions they're just different conditions yeah it's, it's europe it's europe being europe with that we will go into the matchup right now the most anticipated match in history ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to rumble um so we've just had the draft Hannah, I'm going to ask you, who was your, like, favourite pick out of the draft this year or your most memorable one? I don't know. I liked um, Dyson Daniels because I I got to actually watch him play when he came. He was actually still at the Centre of Excellence um, and he versed our championship men at the time, which was, I think, last year. And so I actually got to watch him play. Um, So, yeah, he was probably my favourite just with his you know, court vision and, like, he's so athletic. Um, he's, like, got such quick handles and everything like that. So, yeah, probably Dyson was mine. Riley, I'm going to ask you the same question. Or who do you think, which, actually, I'm going to, because we're kind of matching up who might have done the best out of the draft. So who do you think for the draft this year, which team has just picked the best? Uh, you can't look past Detroit. Detroit did <laughs> what they had to do. They got Jaden Ivey at pick five. And then they got Jalen Duran, who I don't know much about, but he's got a lot of hype and he dropped to pick 13 and they got him somehow from Charlotte. So they've somehow got Jalen Duran. And then my brother would kill me if I did not say OKC uh, <laughs> on draft. Um, so, and the bro- since my brother produces this show, I may as well uh, put it in there that OKC <laughs> did very well in the draft too. Um, to get Chet at pick two. Um, and then the other picks they got, Usman Dieng. Um, he played NBA, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Someone did in the first round. I think it was Usman Dieng. Um, yeah, they, they just did well and they, they still have like 30 picks till 2027. They're, they're doing fine. <laughs> just 30. Just 30, just the casual 30 draft <laughs> picks in 2027. They're doing good things. Um but yeah. Now, Shelly, I have like a different question for you because of what we're talking about before the show. Let's go with the best fits. 
for the draft just quickly? Well, <laughs> that is who I, and I'm sure we all saw it on the group chat. Did I not pick the number one draft pick? You did. You Thank did. You. Thank you. I, as I said, that was fine. And there was, you know, had to find some sort of European in there. And Paolo Banchero, not only did he go number one, but that boy had some killer fits. He was dripped in head to toe in this purple suit, had all these rhinestone um, like dollar signs all over him. He had the cap, the shoes. His his fist was just so dope and he was feeling himself. Hey, no one had him going at number one. He was he was a sure lock-in at three. Yeah. Like even, you know, even I was like, oh. But, I mean, I, so I, I anyone that's coached under K, Coach K, you, mm. you've got it for me. I, I love Duke and it's really the only reason why I, I've heard of Paolo because I've watched a few of Duke's games this year. So I, he's a great kid. You know, he's going to be, he's a great power forward. He's 6'10". He's, he's only 19, isn't he? Yeah, 19. Um, I'm, I'm excited to just see what he does in Orlando. I don't know Orlando well, so I can't even, I know Riley probably got the whole thing going on there. I hope he fits in well there. I don't really know what's going on, um, but I'm excited to see him go. I'm excited to see him play. And I've got his full name here. So Paolo Napoleon James Banchero, welcome oh, to the NBA. What a name. Love it. That's amazing. Oh. He might just become my favourite player off that. <laughs> That's it. But, I mean, okay, I will I will then go and take it back to you then, Riley, with what you do know about Orlando Magic and everything. So how do you think, what do you think he's going to be able to do for them? I think it'll be really interesting because he he was obviously the first three picks and Jaden Ivey could have really gone pick one. They were all really talented. Um, I heard that he had a really good training at, with Orlando and that's why they picked him over one, whereas Jabari Smith had a bad training with them. Oh, no. yeah, so that, that was obviously interesting. But um, I think he will be an interesting pick. The problem they had with him is... I don't know if you watch many Duke's game, but he sweats so much and just goes cramping. Like he just goes into mega bad cramping for like, and like needs to drink so such weird things. I think pickle juice and stuff, gross stuff like that. Couldn't think of anything worse. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they can manage that because obviously if they can manage that, he can play more and can benefit the team more. Um, I just want to side note, the worst team in the draft was the Knicks. Oh, boom. Oh, oh, we've got a listener already that's not going to be happy. Oh, I already know. I'm sorry, but they <laughs> gave away all their draft picks. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just love seeing how mad all the Knicks fans were. Like, anyone I knew that was a Knicks fan was just not happy that day. Like, Did you see Spike, Spike Lee was consoling? Um, Even A. Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, I just feel so bad for them. Um, that was going to be my next question. Like, who did the worst? Or who was the most, like, I guess, who do you think was the most, unimpro- like, impressive? That's not even a word. But I guess, like, what draft pick that came out that you're like, oh, I don't know. I, I, know, like- I know people weren't impressed with Keegan Murray going over Jaden Ivey. Keegan Murray suits the Kings, and I don't doubt that. But the Kings were given a lot of opportunities to 
for other teams wanted to trade up for Jaden Ivey. They could have got so much more with pick four if they weren't going to pick him. And they didn't. And I think it'll backfire in a few years. Um, but we know Kings aren't a great organisation, so no surprises there, really. Well, it just gets worse and worse. One one that I did that, um, because I was having a look at a few of them again today, and the number two pick, Chet Holmgren, seven foot. So- He's massive. He came out on stage, like, with his mum and I think little brother or sister or something, and he's huge. Size of his hands, I was like. <laughs> yeah, um, it's crazy. Like, one of my friends is seven foot two and definitely receives a lot of attention around the place. And, like, it's just all limbs and hands and skyscrapers. Very, he's, like, very thin. He's lanky. He's Yeah, which lanky. I think is concerning people. So he's been compared to KD. Mm. But did um, you see those videos of him actually defending Paolo? Mm. in the draft like he can he can defend yeah he'll be interesting to see if he can stay healthy the last thing you need is like a Joel Embiid knee to the knee (laughs) oh my god don't manifest it I won't but like (laughs) you can imagine like that like just the difference in that would be crazy like he needs to they'll obviously do their work just remember the size of Giannis when he got drafted and now look at him today Mm -hmm. all right this as two, well, Chet, you're good. Just put on a couple of kg. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, that's what I feel like he needs to do. I'm like, just put some weight on. Please don't let these guys like steamroll <laughs> you. I actually watched an interview and he was like, "Believe it or not, I do eat and I do eat a lot." I saw that too. <laughs> even though everyone thinks I don't, I do lift I and do I do. Eat. I saw that too. You go to the weight room. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Poor kid. I do actually want to talk about though as well, like how well Australia did do this year in terms of the draft. Um, obviously the most exciting one being Dyson Daniels, like you were talking about before, Hannah. Like going forward, what what are you hoping to see from Dyson Daniels? Because you've seen him play. Um, what are you hoping to see from him like in his first NBA season? Um, I don't know. I really hope that he does... Um just continue playing how he is playing. Obviously, he's not a massive, wasn't a massive, massive scorer, but when he does score, his shooting percentage is always high. So I feel like if he, you know, practice more on the offensive end, because obviously he's a great defensive player, but if he practices more and gets more shots, at, like, up, hopefully he can maintain his, like, shooting percentage and um, put more points on the board. But, yeah, defensively, I think he'll be a great asset because um, he is so like he's got um, very solid athleticism and very fast so I think yeah he's got everything that you know could make him an all-star really it does make me really excited to see more Australians getting drafted Dri- drafted high picks as well yeah like Low. number eight in the end like the one that didn't shock me um, I could laugh when I say this, but being from Adelaide, Kai Soto declaring for the draft and he went undrafted. Again, I've got to be really careful with what I say because his fans are wild. And mo- like the Philippines will come after me if I say anything bad against him. Um, but then that does mean that that's another year for him here in Adelaide. I was interested to see if anyone would take him just with the work they could do with him. If they, if they saw that potential in him. 
Um, but obviously just not yet. If that's I would say not yet, not not at all, because I don't want people to come and attack me over this. Um but yeah, that's something that like didn't really surprise me. But the right, like I'm I'm super excited for these other Australians to get in. Like Dyson Daniels, he, ha- he has had the most hype. Um and he played at Bendigo. Yeah, Bendigo Spirit. And um, one uh, South. Mm. Yeah. I can't get them all right. So yeah, like again, like just it's shining more light on the league. Like that's shining light on NBL one as well. Like it just it's just showing that. Like, we have good players here. We do have a good league. Like, we have good teams. And it basically highlights to me as well, because what I find is that the NBL teams here, they they go and look overseas more They and they look around, but they're not looking within. And mm. then we have these kids that come up out of nowhere and, like, we'll just go further once they, like, leave the country, which I think is sad at the same time because I look sometimes at our NBL teams and I've seen – better nbl one players and i've seen better games than like than nbl and that's why it's then encouraging them more to leave the country which is kind of sad but like i am really excited to see that more and more australians are getting into these drafts and actually getting drafted higher yeah i guess that's probably my biggest take from that like do you any interesting tiktok facts that came up highly that's what i want to know you know that Spider-Man meme where like they point like <laughs> Spider-Man's and they're like, I saw this. Okay, drafted at pick twelve, Jalen Williams, and then at pick thirty-four, Jalen Williams. Like you can't make this st- stuff up. And then they recreated the photo. We've got to get it. We've got to get the edit in where like they've recreated the photo. I have seen it. Oh, I saw that today. It was so like, cool. Pointing at each other like the Spider-Man meme. It was so funny. I thought that was a fun. Did they both get off? So and when how- they got called, did they both stand up? Like, uh, no, it'll, no, because you know one was still from the university. Like you get drafted in, like you're from the University of Duke, or oh my god, lucky! I yeah. mean, I didn't see that one. So there's another kid that got drafted, Nikola Jovic. Jovic, yeah. <laughs> so I really want nuggets to. I really wanted nuggets to get him. <laughs> Oh, I know. I was like, oh, Nikola Jovic. Jovic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's going to be so confusing. Oh. I love that. Yeah, we have to, like, they need to just post that. We need to post that meme when we release this podcast as well. Yes. But I guess, yeah, so if you had to pick, I I guess the best draft pick was, the number one one was the best one. But, like, who's your best and worst? Quickly tell me your best and worst, Riley. Um, best? I'm going to go Jaden Ivey at five, bit of a steal. Worse than Nick's organisation. <laughs> Hannah, do you have one or you're not too sure? Nah, not, not too sure on the worst one. I kind of only watched the top ten and then kind of turned it off. Shelley, best and worst outfit. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to do it to him, but Paolo for best and Chet, you did nothing. You gave me nothing. <laughs> You went from when they were up on the stage, um, you know, picks one, two, and three. I was like, "Come on, looking out of place." But yeah, look, sorry, Chet. I'll just you were next to standing next to Paolo. You gave me nothing, but Paolo, thank you for coming, mate. Thank you. Yeah, he he was looking good. Actually, one thing I do have to talk about before we get into the next segment is how much I love 
the the parents and the moms on draft day like it actually brings me to tears and I don't I definitely plan that like hopefully I'm one day going to have a son and have an NBA draft son and that's going to be me one day that's basically the goal because oh when I see that it makes me so emotional like and I think about all my kids that have um my kids my friends that have kids that are playing at the moment and going through like the same process and like hoping to see this you know boys be at the same level but yeah like that for me is like one of the best things about draft day like just the emotion of families riley i see you like nodding your head non-stop. i like bawled my eyes out when yeah. ivy like was bawling his eyes out and then his mum was like consoling him as he gets drafted and i was just sitting in the back of the <laughs> driving home like sobbing and I was like pull yourself together Riley like stop it it's just the person being drafted <laughs> I'm really because that's me I'm so emotional I'm like crying oh my god we're such women right now but like that is yeah if that was my my brother or my son oh my god they'd be like just get out we're done that's actually gonna be my highlight that's my highlight every time like I just love seeing the excitement of the families because I just understand like you know we all understand like what they've been through to get there and how long they've dreamed about it as well and like even from whatever happens from that point like they made it they got drafted it's happened like to hear your name called out like that would just be the best feeling ever Mm. I can only imagine so I'm just saying here now like it's going to be my son I don't know when I'm having kids or what's happening there I don't even have like anyone to give me a kid yet but my son will be declaring for the draft. I'm just putting it out there so everybody knows when it happens. So just remember this moment. Okay, well. We'll go back to it in, like, 19, 20 years, depending. <laughs> but let's finish that up. We're going to go into rapid fire, and we're going to talk about Brooklyn Nets. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you mean. So the question, literally, I'm going to say it in a nicer way, but what are they doing? Pretty much what everyone's trying to work out. Riley, I see you, like, already shaking your head and stuff, so... You can lead us into this one. It's not what the Brooklyn Nets are doing. It's just the madness that's going on within the organisation right now. KD wants, not KD, Kyrie wants out and KD wants out if Kyrie wants out. Yeah. And Simmons is just sitting there like, I haven't played in a year and I wanted to win a championship and now I'm not going to win anything because both the best players are gone. But it's just, it's complete and utter madness. Uh, um, You know, there's there's this thing going around that um, if they can find a way to trade Russ... Um, for Kyrie in the Lakers because I'm obviously a Lakers fan LeBron and Kyrie will team up again and KD and Russ team up again like that's just alternative like madness especially after the podcasts and the beef and the tweeting and the like the smack talk on the court like they oh I can't even describe it other than utter madness he's been dropping like a few vague tweets at the moment. Everyone's just like, what is going on with you guys? I love Kyrie. So, oh my God. Like, Shelly, what do you think they should do? Or what would you suggest? I don't know, because we all know I'm not a KD fan. I didn't <laughs> want him when he came over and I didn't want I Yeah, anyways. I What you said, what the hell is going on there? What's going on? What's going on? Exactly that. Absolutely nothing. 
who's running who's running the show? Who's making decisions? Do front office even have a grab on anything? The franchise, in my like, in my opinion, the fr- like the franchise is a laughing joke at the moment. You you just said it like correctly. Kyrie wants wants out because, and then it all you know it went through all this last year with like the no vac- the vaccination, and we had all that drama and whatnot. Kyrie wants out. Okay, KD. Well, KD's bit just being a little lamb now and just following what Kyrie's doing. You got Ben Simmons out there. Yeah, we're supposed to be traded. And it's going to be a big three. Blah blah blah. Ben Simmons been sitting on his bum, hoping, hoping now maybe what is happening get, there. Maybe he can get Kendall Jenner back now. So he's like sitting there on the bench, just waiting for it. Really good. No back. idea. No idea. <laughs> Are you a fan of Katie? Oh. Not really. I, I used to be when I was younger, but I stopped following him a couple years ago. I'm more of a, like, a Steph in the Warriors. Yeah, you guys, you and Shelley are on the same page with that. So that, that is kind of why I asked as well. I just wondered if you, yeah. Yeah, but, not much of a KD fan. No, I haven't followed him for a couple of years now, so, yeah. Yeah, I did see, um, like, back to what you were saying before, Shelley, like, it has been put out there that, they're all pretty much just unimpressed with the front office. Like, I don't think anyone really knows, even themselves in that team, like what is going on at the same time. No idea. Absolutely Um, no idea. It's like everyone's just waiting for, like, someone to make a move and then everyone else will – that'll all just then go around or something. But, like, no one is making that first move. Front officer, like, Kyrie's not, KD's not – like, once that first move is made, then we'll see. Yeah. Effect or no rippling effect. Who knows? If we, Riley, if we got Kyrie over at the Lakers, what do you think would happen? Oh, I saw this. <laughs> I saw this crazy draft thing. And, like, it's not as crazy as you think. It was, like, AD and Russ for Kyrie and Ben Simmons. And I was, like, that's actually not, like, it wouldn't happen. But I was like, that's not bad in a way because AD's always injured, right? Me, a Lakers fan, <laughs> like, we gave up so much. We're still, like, Dyson Daniels was pick eight. That was the Lakers pick first before it went to New Orleans. Like, it was, like, we're still paying for the price of AD and he can't even play 30 games, let's say. he's <laughs> So, like, why not pass him on, get Kyrie and Ben Simmons, who may or may not play? I don't know. I don't think it fixes our problems. I won't lie. We don't have a very yeah. LeBron might, you know, LeBron might leave, might go back home. Cavs, boys coming. Cavs will have a lot of room to take him and his boy. Lakers are a mess, but we already knew that. <laughs> yeah, we were, but they're not as much. I don't know. I don't think they're as much of a mess as Brooklyn or the Nets. Or oh, are yeah. they on par? Oh, uh, I mean, Brooklyn's just in a bit of shambles right now. They're obviously chasing. They obviously have to wait a little till like the proper off season is where they can do their trades and um, player signings and whatnot. But I've heard KD wants to partner with Dame. Portland have a bit of cap space. Yes. I'm pretty sure that would be pretty. Oh, that'd be nice. I, I'd like to see that. Mm, that'd be pretty cool. I reckon. Um, if all of it does turn to shambles, I don't think it's the front office's fault necessarily. I think it's just. Kyrie's a weird dude. He said he will stay at three different three different organizations and then next minute he's out the door. 
He's very uh, spiritual, okay? If he got a, had a dream that night that told him he needed to get out of Brooklyn or wherever he is at that time, Boston, et cetera, et cetera, he goes. He listens. He actually is very in touch and listens to the outside world, and I appreciate that. So? <laughs> Look, I agree yeah. to give it to him. He really stuck to how he feels like anyone that's going to stick to what they're talking about, like he put it out there how he felt about all these different situations, and he stuck with it. Mm-hmm. So I always give people respect for that. Like he missed games, everything. He stayed true to his word. Can't I, you can't really be mad when someone's trying to do that? It is. It is a lot of pressure, and it's a lot to take on. Um, and to sit out of your own career, pretty much just to make a statement. Like he knew what he could lose. So you got to give him his respect. I feel like in that instance. But talking about as well, you know whether or not Lakers or Brooklyn are more of a mess, at least Brooklyn made the playoffs, which is really sad for us, Riley. But we can't really say much after that because at least they got that far. <laughs> Don't need to reopen some more. <laughs> I'm just getting our own feelings. Two people on this podcast that are still like, hyped after their win and we can't even make a play in doing we have like two championship winning team fans over here and then two that just couldn't even make the play in like just um when i'm sorry when you've got team that what's that guy's name lebron james who (laughs) right who is he i've never heard of him no i I feel like like no one's ever talked about him did he get you onto the finals no obviously isn't as big hype as we all put him out to be i'm sorry i'm yeah Come, come on me. I really want to do a great. I think we will just have to do a debate on the on this show one time, just because I just want to see you get really mad. Well, you've got. I've I've got a partner in crime now. Hannah has just let me know that Steph Curry is also her MVP. So come at us. Well, that can be our next matchup, maybe. Yeah, I reckon. We won't have much to talk about yet, though. We're pretty bad. <laughs> Who would you say? Given everything, like, who would be the standout just with the playoffs that just went for Brooklyn? I thought you meant just stand out because Claxton missed the most free throws in a row. Or that. Of game. <laughs> More than Shaq. That's saying something. <gasps> Speak of the king's name this way, but it's oh, true. Was <laughs> that was, like, the playoff highlight for them. They didn't, they were the only team to get swept. That was a stand. Yeah. There's just nothing really, there's... I was trying to be positive, but again, though, they made the playoffs. That's that's the standout, I think, for me. They made it. They actually got there. That's a good start. Then they got swept, but that's okay. Their off-season didn't start any earlier for them, though, did it? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm here all week. I know. Sorry, Riley and I will just cry. Yeah. Until just... next season. Yeah. Until we find out what's going on. Oh, all right. Well, I reckon we will leave it at that. <laughs> With, um, some really interesting things to say about Brooklyn. But again, next episode, I feel like one of these next ones, we're definitely going to have to bring in a, a big debate. I mean, I, I don't want to go there again, but it just gets you all fired up. And that's what, pretty much what I want to see. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you so much again for tonight. I'm so glad to have more of us. It's amazing. Um, and I'll see everybody next week.
You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.